freedom is just us just living life to the fullest. Gotta free our mind, free, you know, these generational curses. Hey you, you're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Not Yet podcast, the project about community healing, about understanding yourself, about self-awareness, and about the revolutionary futures that we're building together. I have a super special guest today. Her name is Crystal Bush. Hey, Crystal. Hi, how are you, Paige? You know what? (laughs) I'm hydrated. Uh, How are you? I'm very calm right now. Oh, I love that you're feeling calm right now. I'm going to give you all a little intro to Crystal because this woman is magnificent. Crystal Bush is an author cannabis patient, criminal justice reform advocate, and founder of two cannabis ancillary brands, Stay Lifted and Free My Weed Man. She's making social impact through deliberate and conscious efforts in Black and Brown communities against the ongoing harm of the war on drugs. Crystal's goal is to educate and empower individuals towards self-healing through plant medicine, The Guardian and various outlets recognized Crystal's transformational work and her documentary, A Woman on the Outside, will premiere at this year's 2022 South by Southwest Film Festival. I still can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe it. Um, I guess when you're like doing the work, like you don't just realize like what it is that you're doing and tell somebody like read it back to you. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> so a lot of this is I'm still in shock. Yeah. What's the most shocking thing to hear back? Um, the most shocking thing is I never really intended for any of this recognition. I never intended. Like, I just felt like I was doing God's work. I used to say, hey, you know, I, I felt like I was the chosen one. I felt like because my father was incarcerated since I was three, you know, the men in my family were in and out throughout my childhood and adulthood. Um, I just thought that I was doing something that was needed. I knew my family, you know, needed the services and the community that I built, Um But I never like intended for someone to be interested in, you know, like, wow, you know, I want to help and do a documentary on you. Um, I never really intended just for so many people to, you know, be attached to me because it was like, this is my life. But now I'm starting to realize, like, the more I put myself out there, the more, you know, it's people that's just stepping up saying, oh, me too. You know, I've been impacted by the war on drugs. Um, My father was incarcerated. So it's really allowing me to build, like, community, which is different families and women um, who know the struggle that I lived. Whereas at one point, I thought I was the only person. Yeah, I... Definitely hear that and thinking that you're the only person who's going through struggles in your life and doing what you need to do to make it through it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that the people around you 
needed that thing too. They needed that special gift that only you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this, but my father was also incarcerated um, when I, yeah, when I was in, in high school. And I remember it was such a, like there was so much shame around mm-hmm. it. And there was so much shame and not enough resources to process something as bizarre as essentially losing a member of your family. Mm -hmm. And that you are building work that is not just for community gathering, but for community healing that is transformational within our own communities and also systemically, I think is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And thanks for even just sharing. Um, Cause I know it's still like a lot of shame on it. Like people don't even acknowledge like, Oh, you know, my brother was locked up or my father was locked up. It was like something that, you know, in our community, we kind of shame. Like no one wants to talk about, you know, people being incarcerated or, you know, things like that. So Thanks for sharing. Yeah, for sure. I feel, I feel really good. I just feel really safe in this conversation with you. Um, So Crystal Bush, what's your story? Can you tell the not yet community who you are, like beyond the hype, beyond the, the lights, like who are you? Um, I'm a daughter uh, I adopted my nephew, which I, which, I, which I think is pretty awesome because his parents were incarcerated as well. So I'm a person that's really just trying to break the generational curses that have been placed on my family. Um, I'm now in this new journey of just healing, whereas before I really was running like a robot. So although, you know, I have these different services and I have different communities, I realized that I wasn't really doing the work internally because I was just so focused on building this community of other people that needed me at that time. So currently, like I am very intentional, you know, just about my healing journey. Um, I'm just more in tune to myself Um, and I'm and I'm easy on myself, you know, whereas before I was so hard where I felt like I had to keep chasing like, okay, what next? Okay, I did this. Now what next? Um, So I, I can honestly say like, since the pandemic and even after the pandemic, it really like just taught me to just sit in my mess and just really just work through it. Although, although you're really, um, what my therapist would say, like I'm a fixer. So it's like, I see a problem and I think that I need to fix it, but I really don't need to fix all these problems. And what I realized was through the different business ventures that I, that I did, that really was just, I had to ask myself, did I create this business, you know, and not even heal myself? So here it is. I'm creating a prison van service that's reuniting family members with their incarcerated loved ones. But I'm not even working on, you know, the unhealed version of myself. I created this, you know, this cannabis lifestyle brands they lifted that built community of just women who were able to like say hey I use cannabis to help me through parenting um but here it is I'm not yet you know focusing on an internal so through the business ventures yes you know they're good you know it's community and of course we do need community 
these last like two years, like I've really been so intentional, you know, on like who I attach to on like what I'm building and making sure that I'm not, I'm not building something from a place that's un, the unhealed version of me. So I think oftentimes we start these businesses without even doing the work first. So just making sure that, you know, I'm doing the work while I'm still, you know, creating. It sounds like the process of building your businesses helped you realize the opportunities you had for your own internal healing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, when we're living in this capitalist world, entrepreneurship can kind of be a buzzword, right? Of like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm grinding. I'm hustling. I'm making money. And it can be that. And there's nothing necessarily bad about that. But one of the most beautiful things that I appreciate about entrepreneurship is just how individual it is to your own journey. Because there's no one way to be an entrepreneur. There's no one way to unite your community. But there is a right way to do it for you. And because you are constantly navigating changes, navigating other people, trying to experiment and build things, saying, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you find things out about yourself. Mm-hmm. You find out what makes you tick. You find out what lights you up. You find out what pulls you down. And from that knowledge, you can put yourself in positions for you to succeed. And not just financially, but just like to feel really empowered. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about what that process has been like for you. I'm, I'm always, I'm constantly learning, like, you know, my limits. Um, like you said, it's not about the money, the fame, the power, the recognition. It's really like the purpose is really about just living in alignment, you know, and just making sure that what we are building, you know, it makes sense. And, and it's really helping out the community and we're not moving. And it, I think the world now is like, so like egotistical. It's just like, everybody's just living like with this ego. And if we really remove the ego and the money and the power and really just start figuring out like, what is it that we need? You know, what is it like, what problem are we really solving in our community as opposed to saying, oh, I want to do this to make this amount of money. Um, I think just knowing that like allows me just to show up differently, you know, and of course it get hard, you know, like I told you before, when I was receiving the different recognition, it kind of like put me like in this shell. Like I started like closing up, like, uh, you know, because people will put like different titles on you and they'll project like, you know, oh, you should be doing this. And you start sometimes going that way. And then once you get there, you're looking and you say, I got it. I got it all. None of this means anything. Then what truly matter. Um, so i I'm constantly just learning more about myself and I'm just really just pushing myself to just live more like in alignment than anything. Alignment seems like the big word (laughs) for you. And I imagine that that's not just in your business. It's also in your 
I guess real life, whatever that means, <laughs> your real life as well. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed, have you noticed the way that you make decisions in your life change as you become more aware of alignment in your life? Um, honestly, therapy, like therapy provided so much clarity for me. Whereas, like I said before, I was like running like as a robot, whereas therapy, like I, I go to, I attend therapy like on a weekly basis. So I oftentimes I would check myself, like, am I reacting out of fear? Is this anxiety talking? So really just digging deep into myself to figure out like, why am I reacting or, you know, why am I like scared to show up on this podcast? And it's like, no, it's the anxiety. It's not you. So really just like, like identifying where that fear is really coming from. So I've been like me just being still like I used to just really just be on the go. Like, yeah, you're an entrepreneur and you sketch your own schedule so you can go to the gym for hours. But it's like, no, like it's the importance on just having schedule and moving with strategy and, you know, just living in the moment and really in silence, too. Like, I think it's so much chaos that's around us that it's so easy to just like just not live for purpose. Um, but yeah, I think therapy really helps like me just identify my emotions. And what I realized is even growing up, I, I wasn't given the opportunity to express how I really feel. It was my way or the highway, you know? So <laughs> a lot of things it's like, oh, you know, that was wrong. Um, but it was therapy that showed me that because you was taught like that, that don't mean that that was right. So therapy. Yeah. Therapy's that girl. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh man. It was, I wish I would have started sooner. Like I think we need therapy when we first get out of the womb. Like, <laughs> because it's so many like generational curses that like it's, it's, it's deep, you know, our parents need a therapy, their parents need a therapy, you know, we are 400 years behind, you know, and to think that we can just show up in this world without seeking the proper help is the result that we're getting from, you know, the violence and the, the incarceration, you know, it's these systems that's still in place mm-hmm. um, that we need help to get us through. Yeah, I, I love that, that take on like community healing, how it begins with personal healing. Like it can be so easy. I mean, not to say these things aren't true. Like there definitely are systems in place. Like the prison industrial complex is a real thing. Like that, that is true. And it also exists in a space that we can acknowledge while also being real about the fact that we have some very real healing to do for ourselves, for our families. Like I was just talking to Yesterday, I talked uh, to my mom and my grandma in the same day, and it was back-to-back, and it was unrelated. And in speaking to both of them in that same day, I recognized a way that my mom has communicated with me that I think is unhealthy, and I recognized a way that my grandma has communicated with my mom that I think is unhealthy, and they're the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, how beautiful would it be if we could just get in a room and be like this, this right here, let's not do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's not do that anymore. And let's do this instead. And let's be creative together about deciding what we do. Like, 
Right. I don't have to be the person who decides unilaterally, like, this is the thing that we need to do to heal. It's like, no, like that's a community effort too. And it can be fun. Like, and it's an opportunity to get to know the people we're in relationship with, with on a much deeper level. Right. It's like, what do you need to feel safe? Mm-hmm. Because I love you. I want to know what that thing is. And I want to be honest with myself about what I can provide and find that middle space of what do you need and what do I have and how do we get there? Right. So much of this stuff is, is your personal journey. Mm-hmm. Like it's really easy to focus on, I guess, output. I, I think like, or productivity or, or labels. And it's like, those things happen as a result of intention. Mm-hmm. It's like a chicken or it's not a chicken or the egg thing. It's like, it's very clearly it starts with purpose. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that there's a lot of chaos going on in the world and like for you living with purpose living in alignment is what keeps you going and like I wonder for you how do you recognize because some of the things in in chaos outside are actually for you too Mm -hmm. like oh this is mine to pick up or like this is mine to adjust so this is mine to interact with like how do you know from the chaos, what's yours and what's not? Um, higher power. I ask for guidance. You know, I'm always, you know, tuning in. Like I grew up in a church. My grandfather owned a church. Um, and although now everything switched to online, like it's just really just me just asking God for guidance. You know, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, am I supposed to be, you know, um, doing this? And even lately, I just been questioning like, God, okay, I want to enter this cannabis industry. It's way harder. It's the hardest thing that, you know, I ever done. Like, how should I show up? You know, and it's really just checking in, you know, and just asking him for just guidance, you know, what my purpose like, it's, it's not me. Like, I feel like I'm just here doing his work, you know? <laughs> I feel like I've been given the different circumstances and I've been strong enough to bear those circumstances that, you know, once you have it, you got to go back and you got to help other women, families um, that just been impacted. But it's really just me just tapping into higher power and just asking for guidance. And just, also- you know, hey, can you, you know, like guide me. <laughs> like when I used to ride the prison van services, I mean, the, the prison bands, like I would pray like, Hey, you're Muslim, but I need you to pray to your Lord. I'm going to pray. Lord, can you please help us, you know, get through. But a lot of it really is just, you know, just sitting back and just having that relationship, you know, with higher power. And it is a relationship too. Yeah. That's something that I am. Um... Like, personally, I've been on a, a very bizarre spiritual journey over the past like year specifically. Um, my family is also very like religious. My my grandmother is a pastor, and I remember growing up in the church and being like, "This is whack. I don't get it." <laughs> I agree, but now you sit back and you realize, like, "Oh, I appreciate." you know, just 
understanding the importance of church. I did not get it when I was younger. But as I'm older, oh man, <laughs> that relationship with the homie up there <laughs> saved me. <laughs> yeah. So much stuff. So yeah, I didn't get it back then. Yeah. And I think the hardest part for me to understand was the fact that everyone's relationship with the universe, God, Allah, whatever you want to call this higher power is different. I was so confused. I was like, so you want me to <laughs> build the relationship with this being? And there's like kind of a blueprint, but like not really a blueprint because I'm a different person. It's going to be different for me. Like, how do I know? <laughs> how do I know if I'm doing it right? And it's like, you'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll know. What are the practices that that you are consistent about? in your life that help you stay in alignment? Uh, journaling. Um, I'm very big on just journaling. Even if I'm not even in my journal, just creating that audio um, of my feelings and my thoughts. Uh, I listen to online church daily, you know, on YouTube. I go to the gym like five days out of the week and even just listen to more church. You know, that's when I'm like tapped out, listen to, listening to gospel. Um, but yeah, just really just giving myself the space to have that one-on-one time. So whether it's at the gym, whether it's, you know, here, um, it's journaling, you know, meditation, like just being still, is what's like helping me like connect. And I'm, and I realize like just the older I get, the less is more. Like I just want to go out and just see nature. Whereas before it was, it wasn't that I was moving so fast that I never really appreciated just the, the, the basic stuff that was just around me, you know, as far as like the trees and, you know, so. Stillness. Yeah. Can you say more about less is more mentality? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, if it was just me, I probably would just go, it's that simple. Like, I don't, I have four bedroom house. I don't even need all this space. You know, like less, like I don't need all these clothes. I don't need all this stuff. Like all I really need is, is my mind, just my health, you know, just me just tapping into like, I think over the years, I just was like, just so covered in stuff and the stuff was really my bandaid that I was just bandaiding my trauma. So I was getting like just different addictions. Like, oh, I'm going to treat myself to a shopping spree. Oh, like, oh, like I'm going to get this house. And it's like, now it's like, oh, I can really live out of one room. <laughs> like I don't need half of this stuff that I have. Um, so it's just really a lot of things like we just, this baggage that, it's just stuff and other people problems. And it's like, you don't need none of it. Like you just need yourself, higher power. And that's really it. Like you don't need all that we, you know, take up. If you had to paint a picture of what freedom looked like for you, what do you think would be there? Oh, freedom. There's so many different levels to like freedom. One, I would free my weed man. <laughs> Famous plug. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but no, like freedom is just us just just living, you know, life to the fullest. You know, I feel like a lot of us is we're living with trauma. We're living with baggage. Um, us just really just healing, you know, the the ugly parts of ourselves and not masking ourselves with materialistic things. Um, that's freedom. Also, just equality. Like, you know, it's hard. It's so hard for Black people um, in many industries, in the cannabis industry, and just even just seeing the harm of the war on drugs, seeing, you know, just running a prison van service and just see, seeing a revolving door of just people just in and out of prison. It's hard in the workplace. It's hard. We're not, you know, paid on a fairly basis as white white counterparts. So access, like we just need access. We need, you know, inclusion um, for us to truly be free. You know, yeah, we can do the work. We can we can heal ourselves, but we still have these systems that are designed to break us. So we definitely got to be strong to just bear what we got to take on. So, I mean, free, freedom on many levels, you know, it's got to free our mind, free, you know, these generational curses that's just on us to, you're not going to do this and you can't have a business, you can't own a house, you know, and many people live in that fear and think like, I can't own a business. I never seen it, you know, no one in my family bought a house, you know, I was the first to buy a house and, you know, but it was just, it started as a checklist. It was like, buy a house, buy this. But then it's like, once I got all that, I thought, yeah, I would be free. But it's like, I got my shit in order. Oh, I don't know connectors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my stuff in order. <laughs> but because you're this fixer and you're helping everyone else, you know, get free. Now you're not even free anymore. So it's, it's many levels, you know. Uh, the levels that I heard are about. Being honest with yourself about what your needs are. Being honest with yourself about what your capacity is. (laughs) And living in a healthy balance with your community. Mm -hmm. That's the dream. That's it. (laughs) Before our call, I have this... um, I have this uh, Deepak Chopra card deck and it's just a, a different affirmations and different. It's like, it's not really like tarot or anything. It's more so just like, oh, here's another beautiful thing that you can think of to frame your day. And the one that I pulled before our call today mm-hmm. was there is infinity in all directions and I am at the center of it. And it just feels so resonant and to what we're talking about today of when you fill your cup and you fill it with love and you fill it with like self-awareness and you fill it with like being genuine, not with stuff, not with things or not with expectations, but with like that real juice Right. Of life. It's like your heart gets bigger. Mm -hmm. Your heart gets bigger. You breathe deeper. 
your connections are stronger and all of the people who interact with you feel it too. And it inspires them to go on their own journeys too. And I'm just really grateful that we're speaking today. I remember before, you know, they say like, I was like pouring out to people, but I was pouring out the little bit that I filled my cup up with. Whereas now I want to make sure that I'm very intentional that when I pour out, it's the overflow of what I filled my cup with. And it's not just coming from this empty, unhealed version of myself. So just seeking balance. And <laughs> that's what it's really about. Just being in the center of everything and just seeking that balance and just making sure that we're outpouring the overflow from our cups. And not the little bit, you know, and that was what I was doing before. It was like, oh, I got it together. I can, you know, create. It's like, girl, you didn't even do the work yet. Like, there to be. <laughs> and then when people like, you know, bring on their stuff, then it makes it even more heavier. When did that shift come for you from being on the go, go, go to recognizing that you needed stillness. Like, I know it was probably a process, but was there a moment where you're like, oh, things have got to change? Yeah. Um, It was actually recently. It was recently. uh, So once I shut down my prison van service, you know, of course, I I started going to therapy. I was diagnosed with PTSD um, and anxiety. And they wanted to give me, like, medicine and I'm like oh I smoke cannabis like I smoke weed that helps me and just being real and honest with my doctor they were like hey you know you can get your medical marijuana card but even then I didn't like stop like I just always like still was just on go so after I got the medical marijuana card I went in and I started you know build having these parties and different events and I started building out a CBD cafe and then when I wasn't able to open up this cafe because of the the location that's when I realized like oh like that was like the first time that things did not go easy for me you know I'm used to it like I go to college I apply for college I get it you know I start the, the the house process and buying a house I get it and I always was that person that would get it whereas when I when I wasn't able to open up this the CBD cafe I was like whoa whoa and I think I didn't understand it at that moment but it was like God just telling me like you have to be still like you know you're running like a, this robot but you have to be still and mind you throughout the whole pandemic while everyone is just oh resting I'm like I gotta open up this cafe we got two more months before you know they open up so I'm building this cafe so I never was even still through the whole pandemic until the end of the pandemic two weeks away from the grand opening I received you know a lot of backlash from state representatives you know people not agreeing with this type of business I never received that before so it really just made me just stop in that moment and just say, like, girl, like, you have to be still. Like, you have to, you know, just listen. And I think that was the lesson that I needed to learn throughout all, all of that. But even that, even before then, I was just ignoring the sirens. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm a disruptor. I'm going to keep going. And, you know, I'm going to open up um, this business. And when I wasn't able to open up the business, that's when I really realized, like, I was actually forced. Like, I was forced to, like, sit down. Like, I... I 
all my savings, everything, you know, I put into building out this cafe. So it was like, girl, you don't got no money. Like you need to be more intentional, you know, whereas before it was like, I got it. I'm going to keep getting it. And it was like, God was like, nope, I'm going to strip all that away from you. And it really just, I had to sit with my mess. It was so uncomfortable. Um, And that's when I just started learning like just different techniques, you know, and not just coming from this space that I just got to fix everything and I can just, you know, I can just do it all. So, yeah, that long spiel. (laughs) No, I I hear you. It's it happened for you. (laughs) Yeah. What is a practice that that you're building right now that's helping you discover who you are? Um, just being intentional on who I connect myself with. You know, I used to make myself to everybody. Hey, girl, call me. You know, even with having like the monthly like social gatherings, which they lifted, it's like understanding that like energy like transfers and just being like very intentional on a, like the type of events that I'm having now, who I'm connecting myself with. Because what I realized was yeah, like I was really, yeah, you're the leader of this community, but are you like connecting with these people and are y'all forming like trauma bonds or are y'all really doing the work? So really just being very intentional, you know, on my healing journey. And it actually sets the tone for how people show up in your life. So people are already knowing like, oh, she's, you know, she's working out during this time. Oh, you know, she on Mondays, she has therapy. She's not going to answer the phone. Like, so the more that, you know, I just focus more on me, the more it set the tone and the standards for how other people show up in my life. Whereas before I used to give people full access and, you know, just trying to like take some of that back. It sounds like you're like, you're really mindful about the life that you're building. Yeah. I have to because I feel like I was that I was once that person that had it all, but I still felt so empty inside. So I used to like, you know how you're like, oh, do a vision board and everything on a vision board is like, okay, I'm gonna get the car, I'm gonna get the house, I'm gonna get this. But once you get all that and then you have to like stop, it's like this don't even serve its purpose that I thought it did with. So me just really acknowledging like what you know what works for me now you know I'm getting older um and really it's just less is more like I don't need all this stuff less is more that's the thing I'm leaving this conversation with (laughs) (laughs) Crystal can you shout out what you're building right now and where the Naya community can find you on the internet Yes. So I'm building a community. Um, well, I have been building a community for three years. So, um, stay lifted. And really, that's a community of just women and men as well who really can just tap into plant medicine and heal through cannabis. Um, but as I'm building out that community, I'm really realizing like, ooh, I can tell people to join, come in and start their cannabis businesses, but it's still a lot of unjust that just is not happening for black and brown people in this industry. So 
I created this passion project, which is called Free My Weed Man. And I've just been recording, you know, just different people who've been impacted by the war on drugs. Um, I plan to launch that within like the next, I was supposed to launch this Friday, but anxiety and it's like, I want it to be perfect. Um, and it's no such thing as perfect, but it's just like, oh, I can do this different. I can do this different. Um, so really this social impact campaign is like really have my heart right now. Free my weed, man. I feel like that's, you know, that's where we are when it comes to cannabis legalization and just making sure that as we move towards legalization, that it's fair for black and brown people to enter. And it's not just catered to these large businesses that's these pharmaceuticals or different MSOs that's just coming in and just trying to like just take this com- I mean take this industry away from us. Um so free my weed man you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, uh created a YouTube and then the website is www.freemyweedman.com. And then my other baby, Stay Lifted, which is Stay Lifted with a Y, like the car share. So Stay Lifted underscore on Instagram. And then the website is www.staylifted.co. C-O. So Stay Lifted and Free My Weed Man. Stay Lifted, Free My Weed Man. Learn more about Crystal and this beautiful work that she's doing. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for sharing this time and energy with me, Crystal. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. I needed this. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community. I'll see you next week.